Where does it come in? Really, like when you're going to a macro level of marketing, you're going to need to probably outsource some of your services because it's just a little too hard. I don't think many people are just as good at being a sales leader as they are at marketing, as they are at accounting, as they are at every other hat that you're supposed to wear as a small business owner. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our business, grow our leadership and develop our teams in a way that allows us to get our products and services out of the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner, and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. On today's episode, we have Jeff Hogue. Jeff is a sales professional turn manager, turn director, who's helped thousands of insurance agency owners boost their marketing efforts and enable sales for themselves and their team. He's worked closely with agents representing many of the top PNC, health and Medicare supplement carriers across the country and has almost a decade of industry experience. We really dive into a lot of the best practices, both strategic and tactical things that you can implement in your business right away. I think you're going to find this episode very short, punchy, to the point, and things that you can implement in your insurance agency starting today. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Jeff Hoke. Wouldn't it be a great start to 2021 by having more leads in your book of business? Well, that's where our partners at Direct Clicks Inc. come in. Their team's dialed-in approach to running Google ads and online SEO campaigns maximize the quality and the volume of your leads, whether that's for inbound phone calls or even exclusive leads through your website. Direct Clicks Inc. works only with PNC insurance agency owners, so they have thousands of hours creating A-B split testing and improving online campaigns specifically for insurance. They also understand why each and every marketing dollar matters in providing true results, low paper clicks, transparency, and attention to detail, all of which is discussed in depth during your monthly review calls. Reach out to the Direct Clicks team at directclicksinc.com. That's directclicksinc.com and find out how they can make a difference in your approach to generating new business. Are you ready to get out of the daily rut and begin working at your highest level? Coach P Consulting will help you do just that. Using the same strategies he did to sell over 500 life insurance policies in 2020 and own track for over 600 life insurance policies in 2021. No, this is not your regular one and done type coaching. You'll get personalized coaching two days a week, every week of the month, and you'll get a live look at the behind the scenes team training and an office performing at the highest level. Coach P currently has a 100% retention rate for everyone who joins. And hey, those numbers speak for themselves. Coach P will train your team alongside his own to show you the exact steps they are taking to achieve Chairman Circle in two agencies, exotic travel, and multi-line presence club. So whether your goal is to be the top of your local market or amongst the best in the country, this training will give you the strategies and tactics to get you there. For just $250 a month, you'll get high-level coaching each week from someone who is already getting it done at that level. His strategies work, and it's time to put them to work for you. Sign up at coachpconsulting.com and get 50% off your first month of coaching when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. 
Again, that's coachpconsulting.com. Jeff, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hi, how you doing? Thank you for having me on. Excited to have you. All yeah. right, so we always start with background and origin story about how people got to where they are. I always find it fascinating to be able to follow people's journeys. And so why don't you share with our listening audience that don't know you, how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. It's a fairly simple story, I would say. I started in the sales department at Quote Wizard. So we're a company based in Seattle, Washington. After college, I wanted to go to the big city. Seattle was the closest big one to me and really chased down a company that that could help me grow. So I've worked at Quote Wizard for almost nine years at this point and really just worked my way up in the sales cycle. So I started off just bottom rung, generating business, worked my way up to a management level. And this year was promoted to the director of agent sales. So my whole career so far has been helping insurance agents do their thing. It's really about that empowerment. And it's one of the reasons I really love my job. So like I said, pretty simple background there. I was just chasing something that could help me grow. And I've been really lucky, really happy to find that area. Love it. I coach my son's fifth grade basketball team right now, and I have for a long time. And so in basketball, there's a mantra that basketball is motion and motion is basketball. And so I think the same thing is kind of true when it comes to business. Mm-hmm. And that means lead generation, lead generation, lead generation is the equivalent of motion and basketball. You just have to be able to generate leads. And so we're going to dive into a lot of different topics today around lead gen, as well as lead conversion. I am curious, though, just kind of at a 30,000 foot view to get us started. The last two years have been pretty chaotic for a lot of people, mm-hmm. depending on where you are in the country. How have you all at Quote Wizard seen the changes from a lead volume, but also just lead quality, et cetera? What are some of the changes that you've seen take place since March of 2020? Yeah, it's a really interesting question and something that with the end of the year coming up, everybody in the company is tackling. So I actually have a pretty fresh perspective on this. At the very beginning, I'm sure every listener out there can probably resonate with this. It was really weird. Nobody quite knew it was going to happen. So that translated to consumers as well as businesses. People kind of froze for a good two or three months there before really pulling the trigger on anything. What it did do, which was great for everybody involved, is everybody became with more time to think about it, pretty budget conscious, I would say. So people who hadn't shopped their insurance in years were going out because unfortunately, maybe they lost their job or something like that had happened. And they were looking at ways to save some of their money. So, and you saw the insurance companies respond to that. And I think that was like a big deal when they came out and were giving rebates to their clients and everything. Some were doing 15, 20% rebates as a way to retain business, but also show that they appreciate the business to begin with and hopefully get some new ones at that. So at the beginning, we definitely saw a little bit of a cliff, but it recovered really fast. And I think that was the second phase of it all that was also very strange to see is just how quickly it went back up. And I think what happened is you saw just everybody probably on earth at the same time was doubling down on their presence on the internet. So after we saw that recovery, honestly, what 2021 has been all about is just the marketplace online it's mirrored the other marketplaces you've seen. Everybody's heard of supply chain crunches. Everybody's heard of the hot job market right now. Well, if you're bidding on any key terms on Google, you're seeing that same competitiveness. Money is just pouring into it. And everybody out there, if they weren't already in the game in terms of getting a presence online, they're there. It's driving prices up, but ultimately that's a win for the consumers. So no joke, I was just talking to an insurance agent 
an hour ago and he's 11 months into his agency. And so he, in his mind, he didn't use this word. I'm using this word about ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to call it like a lead ecosystem. And what I mean by that is on this podcast and numerous episodes, we've talked about lead gen as a whole. We've talked about referrals. Where does buying of leads from a lead aggregator company in your mind, and I understand your bias, but where do you guys see that fit inside of a lead ecosystem from referral partners asking Mm -hmm. for referrals, Google SEO, organic leads coming to you, pay-per-click ads, et cetera. Because I think that there's so many different places. People are trying to figure out whether you've been doing this for 20 years or whether you're brand new. You're trying to figure out where exactly do I put my dollars? What is your take on this? Yeah, I always like to say it this way. Like, okay, so I am a little biased, but I think a big deal here is just not a lot of people wake up in the morning and have their coffee, stretch out and say, I'm just going to go buy some internet leads today. I get it, right? It's not like first on the priority list. And it's definitely designed to be something that can be your primary. But for most agents out there, it's a supplementary product. If you're not asking for referrals, you shouldn't be in the space, right? And that's going to be always your best source. I think that that SEO, SEM, just like you said, something that everybody should focus on, especially locally. You can really get some huge wins locally just by optimizing your Google Maps, checking how much it does cost to get that ad in your area. I'm outside of Seattle, Washington. So getting a paid ad in my area is pretty expensive, but it's all relative, right? You can get a paid ad for a lesser cost depending on where you are. And Mm -hmm. chances are too, even if you're a high cost area, you can get some ROI on it anyway. Where do we come in? It's just to go on top of all that and get some names to talk to. One thing that I think a lot of sales leaders coach their people is what's the cool thing about sales? And I've heard this analogy from a partner of ours and it really stuck with me. Imagine you're a baseball player and you can just go to the plate and you can swing a million times and never strike out. Well, mm-hmm. that's sales, right? You know, as long as you have somebody that you can present to, you can swing and miss as many times as you want. Now, you don't really want to do that, but if you don't have the pitches coming towards you, you're not going to be able to take that swing. What we specialize in is going a little bit bigger than the micro level. Like I said, somebody should definitely focus on getting local ads in their area. If you want to go full state, it's going to be a lot more competitive to get that key term. And these days when a lot of consumers are going straight to online brokers that'll sign them up with a buy button online, I'd say that's really the boogeyman in our industry, right? Everybody's terrified of that. And we don't want to see it go that way because what we see for customers like that is They're not getting the special touch. They're not getting that umbrella policy that they might actually need for their family. They might not even be getting the coverages that they really need. But so having that liaison in between it, the insurance agent is really valuable. Now, uh, you know, if I'm in Seattle and and somebody's in Spokane and they want to quote, technically I'm licensed in the full state, but it's going to be a little hard for me to justify putting up a billboard over in Spokane or traveling out to Spokane and knocking on businesses' doors and trying to build a commercial base that could result in me having my card sitting at the coffee shop too for those leads. So where does it come in? Really like when you're going to a macro level of marketing, you're going to need to probably outsource some of your services because it's just a little too hard. I don't think many people are just as good at being a sales leader as they are at marketing, as they are at accounting, as they are at every other hat that you're supposed to wear as a small business owner. You know, that's so true about the many hats of business. It's really difficult to be great at all of those. I mean, you're the CEO, the COO, the chief marketing officer, the chief Mm -hmm. financial officer. I mean, it's just really, I like to say that uh, business is hard 
and it gets harder. (laughs) It gets hard and it gets harder. So for those of you who are new to business, welcome to entrepreneurship. It is hard and it gets harder as you grow and your team grows. Listen, there's a lot of wonderful things that come along the way, but that's why so few businesses actually make it to their 10th birthday. And that's not to scare anybody. It's just the reality of small business. That being Mm -hmm. said, let's get real tactical. You have been around the country. You work with a lot of different agents at different levels uh, in terms of different dollar spend. You've worked with different companies. You have seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and probably everything in between. What have you seen as, give us maybe three, four, five steps or whatever of things that you said, hey, the ones that actually are converting the highest, I don't care where you are. If you're in Seattle, Washington, obviously our listeners know I'm in North Alabama and everywhere in between, these are the things that are the best practices, so to speak, that absolutely work universal. These are the principles of having a really good conversion with leads. Yep, absolutely. The number one thing that we preach in step one is really just speed the contact. You can do it the old school way where you pick up the phone and you're sitting right there. I think in today's world, it's, that's a little difficult to do. People are generally busy people. And that's why kind of what I touched on earlier, why these online brokerages are, are starting to just rack up the business because they're so convenient. So in order to win that business, you've got to get there first. I think that investment in something that helps you do that is probably a wise step one. And there are so many options out there. You know, I won't name names here, but just ones that will auto load information that you could potentially get from us or any service like us, put it in there and have it dial out to that person immediately. Um, Texting people, I'd say is a big step too. A lot of people are really afraid of SMS. I know when we implemented uh, SMS capability on my sales floor, people are really weirded out about it. They're like, I'm going to text an insurance agent. And I was like, they probably want you to text them instead of call them. If that's their preferred method of contact, they're busy people. If somebody tried to call me right now, I would not answer. But, and if somebody texted me, I could probably take a quick glance and prioritize what it means to me. And if it's a 911, it's a 911. But so making sure that you have those systems, making sure that you're not afraid to use tools that could be available to you and meet your consumer where they are, because where they are is the internet. And the internet has a lot of options available for them. The hardest part really is just, and I would say step three, there's a lot of mom and pop shops out there and there's a lot of call centers out there and everything in between. And But that's all going to be your competition. So make sure that you're recruiting the right people and teaching them how to use your systems properly. I think run a tight ship and you're going to get the results that you want. So find those things that work, really hone in on them. Make sure you're equipping yourselves with the systems that are available today. There's so many companies out there would bend over backwards to help an insurance agent. And I think that's the really cool part about our industry. We want to make technology that makes all of you guys and gals out there better at your jobs. And it helps us too. So investment, I would say. What is a, I guess the best way to ask this would be a myth. What is something that you hear common as like this, a best practice that when you hear it, you're like, Actually, that's maybe counterintuitive or doesn't work. What's a myth you could debunk about things that you hear often to help people head that off to to not go down that path? I don't hear a whole heck of a lot in terms of magic bullets, I would say. A lot of vendors out there will offer live transfer calls. And some people view a live transfer call as, you know, an easy mode for a lead. Hey, they're already on the phone. So what's the deal there? Well, They're on the phone, yes, but it's still somebody who wants to make sure that they're getting the right service and the right price. 
And if it's a phone call that's coming in, we go back to step one where it's like, you need to make sure that you're there to answer the phone when it rings. So either have a staff member that has that direct line linked up, call forwarding to a cell phone, something like that can enable you to do that. That's really the only thing that I hear pretty consistently of somebody who's like, well, I don't want to work leads, but I need new business. So I'm just going to buy calls instead. It works for some, but it comes with its own set of challenges. So do people recognize your agency brand? More importantly, do people care about your brand? At Relevant Marketing Solutions, we partner with you to clarify your message and deliver it through multiple marketing channels, creating a brand that inspires. With over 10 years experience working with insurance agencies, our team can help your agency not only get noticed, but start cultivating brand champions. From creating a logo to putting it on a coffee mug, we are your one-stop shop for all things marketing. We can even produce a video of you drinking out of your cool new mug. Visit us at relevantadvantage.com to learn more. And if you're a state farm agent, you can also find us at sfagentpromos.com and be sure to enter Club Capital at checkout for a special discount. That's Club Capital, lowercase and no spaces at checkout for a special discount. Relevant Marketing Solutions, helping you cultivate brand champions. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue and increase your bottom line? Club Capital is here to help. Built for agents by agents, so we know your struggles. With accounting, payroll, and HR solutions, tax services, analytics, and more, let's get you on the path to serious success. Using data-driven insights, you'll grow your business based on revenue and expense comparisons alongside your top-performing peers. With over $100 million in tracked annual revenue and $70 million in tracked annual expenses, we have the data to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. Let's make your back office less of a hassle and more of the strategic generator that powers the growth to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book your complimentary, no obligation demo. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. There's some stats thrown around that, and this is just in sales in general, has nothing to do specifically with insurance or legion about sales. Most sales are made after the sixth, seventh, contact. Do you still see that to be the case and the value of follow-up after, because you just mentioned speed to contact, right? But then there's this idea of like, well, if we don't get them on the front end, then we just kind of move on. But the reality is where the real value is, is is following up with them weeks down the road, if not a month or two down the road. Can Mm -hmm. you just speak to that? Yeah. I think it goes even farther than that six months down the road, right? Look at their, look at the X dates and see when, if they didn't go with you the first time, take your swing the next time. That's happened to me personally. I still have an agent that gets in touch every six months and more power to them. I think that's great. If you come up with those systems and you have your staff members know where to look at the right time, most everybody's going to have a CRM at this point. So you could run a, a quick report that says like, here are the leads that we got six months ago. And I don't have anybody to call today. So these are the people that I'm going to call. They were shopping six months ago. They probably signed up with somebody or they renewed it might be that right time frame to do it again. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people view it as like, I'm going to call this for a couple of days. And if I don't get it, and eh, that sucks. And now that's wasted money. One of the first sales I ever made was a life insurance agent in New York City who called me up and he's like, hey, the last time I used you guys, I didn't close a single thing. And I was like, oh man, all right, let's talk about why. And then he's like, but then I looked back on it. And six months later, I closed one person who... I kid you not, has referred me probably 25 people. So Mm -hmm. that made up for all of it right there. And that's a guy who 
who did his tracking and he did his homework and really traced stuff back after the fact. So I would say stick to that principle, seven or more contacts. That includes texts, that includes emails. Make sure that you're not disengaging as it goes down because you want to build that relationship and you want to make sure the next time they're thinking of insurance, they say, oh, I already know somebody. You know, I think if I didn't ask these next couple of questions, I'd probably get some messages from people saying, why are you asking this question? So what is a minimum amount that you would recommend somebody saying, hey, look, if you're even going to take a step into a lead company, I wouldn't start less than this amount, number one. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can give some averages there. And then number two, help give us from a court, from your perspective, what you all see as that is a really successful campaign in terms of conversion. And what I mean by that is if I got a hundred leads roughly across the board on average, this is how many of them I should be able to quote if I'm doing the right things. And then this is conversion because I think everybody will tout certain things individually, but again, you have a perspective that nobody else is going to be able to have because one particular business owner is talking about it from their perspective, not necessarily from the company's perspective. Yeah, it's an interesting question. So we actually do get feedback from corporate partners on this. And and that's a really good thing about our business because everybody keeps each other in check. And I would say our most recent uh, stats that I've seen, one of our largest partners is quoting 65% or more. So that's pretty good, I would say. What's happening with those other ones? Well, about 20 to 25% of our leads are coming back to us as credited. And that's fine. If a lead doesn't work, it doesn't work. Uh, there's a bunch of reasons that you can credit a lead. So 20, 25%, and then they're quoting 65. So there's really not a huge gap between the amount of leads that you get and the amount of quotes that you're generating. Some people have a little bit of increased capacity to quote because they don't need all of the data points before they can send out something preliminary. That may or may not be the situation you're in. It is for quite a few agents out there. In terms of conversion rate, I mean... Again, the guy that I talked to, one of my first sales, who who said he didn't close anything, well, that guy had a 0% until a couple months later, he got one and turned it into referrals. Not the ideal scenario that we're looking for. On the super high end, there's a local agent in Seattle who is super helpful and shares a lot of stats on social media. And he says that across all of his lead vendors, it's not just us, it's everybody. So I'm not trying to like take credit for it. He does 17%. And his big philosophy is... I teach my staff that a lead is a lead and it doesn't matter where it came from. It is a lead and I want you to treat them all all the same. It's something that I struggle with with my sales team too. We generate leads for our sales team. And and sometimes if they get one with a preconceived notion that, oh, this came from the SEM campaign that is talking about cheap insurance leads, that's going to get a certain type of agent who's only looking for the cheap stuff. No. And one thing that I've learned is, block the source. Don't even let them see what the source is because then they will treat them all the same and you could achieve results like that. I think that's a very high end, 17%. If you're doing that, like you better be calling your providers and trying to get as many more as possible. In terms of like an average, I would say if you're doing three to 6%, you could probably make it break even for you. And I think a break-even would be a decent point for you to aim for, because if you're breaking even, you're probably going to generate some referrals off of it too. That's going to put you in the positive territory. You're building up your book of business over the years. It's going to become more lucrative to you. So don't look at the short term. What did I do today? What did I do two years from now? Yeah. What about 
if somebody is wanting to get into the game, right? And so the, based on what we talked about earlier, they say they call and speak to somebody on your team, Jeff, and they're doing, they have a referral program. They have referral partners in their area. They're doing SEO and pay-per-click marketing. They're working with like one of our partners on the podcast, direct clicks, right? They're doing those things. But then they say, hey, we kind of want to go to the next level. Ultimately, how are you guys going to work with them on determining capacity, which basically, of course, is going to be dependent on each agent and kind of where they are. I get that. Yeah. But where do you think they should start? Yeah, we have a pretty simple algorithm that I tell my team, which is for each producer in your office, probably aim for five a day. If you're buying leads, I'd say that that gives them a sufficient amount to work that day, especially as they stack over time. Because remember, you want to be working at the next day. You want to work at the day after that. So three days in, that person has 15 contacts, and then it just keeps snowballing from there. Well, hopefully actually going down as you're closing some deals too. But but five a day for producer, that also gives you some wiggle room in terms of, well, I had to return two of them. I think something that really can affect somebody mentally, if you sign up for one lead a day, and then your one lead you get that day ends up being one of those 20 to 25% that we see returned. Well, to you, that's 100% of the leads that you got today were bad. And that's just going to affect you a little bit mentally. And then if that happens two days in a row, you're going to be like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I sign up with this company? Well, if you had been getting three or four a day and averaging our return rate, you probably wouldn't feel that way. But we're not going to twist your arm. Every agent is different. Some people are in hyper growth mode. I talk to a lot of agents who are straight up and say, I'm retiring in two years. Like I'm buying these to give my producers something to do. But I'm doing well, Jeff. Thank you for asking. So, sure. Awesome. What is one thing about lead and lead generation that we haven't talked about that you feel like is really important that a message you want to get out to the business owners out there? I'd say cost per click. I think it's funny because Google's an open book. You can go to Google, set up an AdWords account and go start bidding on whatever you want. And I don't think a lot of people realize how expensive those are. Again, if you're going for auto insurance, Washington, I'm in the state of Washington, that could cost you $120 just to have somebody click on it. And that doesn't mean they filled out the form or called you or did anything. It could just be somebody clicking on it. And that racks up. You start stacking $120 per click on top of each other. And suddenly you have a big Google bill coming your way. So that's the reason why on a macro scale, you have to have this huge investment in order for it to work. On a micro scale, you can get a lot more optimized, get your target audience, find that niche for yourself that, that really works. I'm part of a lot of social media groups for insurance agents. And I'd say the number one thing that I've seen work for agencies is finding a niche. I've heard a story about a lady in Florida who started doing wedding insurance. And what do you know? She is able to parlay that into a ton of personal lines, a ton of life policies for her. Because if you're doing wedding insurance, well, that person's getting married. Maybe they're buying a house. Maybe they're having kids. Maybe they need life insurance now. So a lot of really creative ways to do it. I've been really excited to join those groups and see everybody just throwing their ideas around. And I think the cool part is because the industry is so segmented by state, somebody in Florida is going to be perfectly okay giving you their secrets and you're in a different state. Yeah. I think what you mentioned there is why it's so important to not feel, it's kind of almost going back to what we mentioned about the hats. Don't feel like that you have to be able to not only have to wear your hat, but to be an expert in each one of those and to partner with people who are experts in the things that they do. So mm -hmm. 
whether it's pay-per-click and SEO, work with a partner, obviously with our podcast, Direct Clicks, work with someone, a company like you guys, Jeff, that says, hey, I don't know these things. Let me go and actually work with somebody that's going to do this. I mean, there's so many other club capital. If you don't understand your bookkeeping and analytics, reach out to somebody who's an expert in actually helping you to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. You can't be all things to everybody. Each one of you are really, really good, probably really good producers that yourselves. You're really good rainmakers. And so you're better off to double down and triple down on your strengths than it is to work on your weaknesses exactly. and partner with people. Jeff, we're going to get into E9 rapid fire questions now, but okay. uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you or your team, find out about how you can help them to be able to grow their business, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, just go to www.quotewizard.com. We're owned by LendingTree. So you can find us on the Lending Tree website as well. If you go to Quote Wizard, there's a button in the top right corner that's specifically for insurance agents. Then a phone number there that'll go straight to my team. They would be happy to help you out. What is the last book that you read? Oh, man. I'm actually reading one right now called For the Love of Cod. It's about a guy who travels to Norway with his son. My wife's family has some Norwegian heritage. We're going to Norway in a few years here, so... Just studying up to see the wonders of the world over there. seems like a crazy place. Awesome. What's the book you would recommend the most to insurance agency owners, small business owners? Man, I would say like I try to stick to the self-help sales books. Fanatical Prospecting is one that I recommend that every single new producer on my team just teaches you about going to bat every single day and, and keeping it relentless. And it's helped so many of them. What did you learn the most about yourself during the pandemic? I became a father during the pandemic, so I guess I'm a little bit more of a homebody than I thought. And man, that's a really tough question. I don't know. Congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah. Dad. yeah, thank you. Spending a lot more time with family. I guess what I've learned is that your family is super important. Keep them always at the front of your mind. What's your favorite tech tool or app that you use every day that you couldn't live without and non-native? Oh man, I recently got a pair of wireless headphones. So I've been loving those. I won't won't plug the brand here, but it just makes it way easier on the go to stay connected. Awesome. I love my AirPods now. I know, I'll plug yeah. Apple. I'll plug those <laughs> Apple. I'm an Apple geek. Yeah. yeah. All you Android people, don't be messaging me now. Yeah, okay. yeah. Who would you love to sit next to on a 10-hour flight and why? Oh, man. I'm going to hearken this back to something I talked with my buddies about recently, and they said, would you rather hang out with Anthony Bourdain or Guy Fieri? And I really thought about that. And it, people have some very wild opinions on this, by the way. I think it's a great question to ask. I would sit next to Guy. I just feel like I would vibe with him pretty well. He would laugh at my jokes. That's my guy. All right. When you're not leading your sales team, what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, right now I'm chasing a toddler around. I have two labradoodles as well. So just keeping the farm in order. I love Reddit. I love social media, all sports teams. I'm your typical guy, I think. So Money is not an option. You can travel anywhere in the world. Where would you go? Really like in Germany lately. I subscribed to a German food box and it's provided some interesting things. It's kind of different between the North and the South. It's big. I think I could do that. I think you would fit in in Germany. I mean, yeah. you know, people listening to the podcast can't see. I think you would really fit in. <laughs> I, I can see that, you know, and I mean yeah. that in a positive way. Yeah, sure. absolutely, man. That's awesome. What's your most unusual talent? Man, these are some weird questions here. Okay, I guess my coworkers all say that I'm kind of weird in how I use credit card points. I go really hard on them so I could travel for free. 
And it's one of those things where it's like, don't talk to Jeff about that because I'll talk your ear off. So I don't know if that's a skill, but I certainly do it a lot. I think it is. I think it does. <laughs> yeah. In the last couple of years, I've definitely gotten much more into credit card points than I ever thought. Yeah. Sure. All right. It is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. After all, what is the best piece of leadership advice you've ever received? Make sure that you're on their level. I think that's been my biggest priority in the past two years here. I make sure that I clock in when they're clocking in and clock out when they clock out. If you're there for them every step of the way, they're going to notice. Awesome. Jeff, enjoyed the conversation. Thank you very much. It was great being here and thank you for having me. Okay. Here's a few things I picked up from that episode. Number one, I love whenever we spoke, I think it was the second question when I talked about the lead ecosystem, where does purchasing leads fit in? And he talked about how it fits in first, obviously having a solid referral foundation and then making sure that your SEO and your SEM, search engine optimization, pay-per-click campaigns, those are solid. And then come on the backside with lead providers. Now, I know many of you, some of you purchase just a few internet leads. Some of you spend thousands of dollars a month. And then there's obviously everything in between. But I love that somebody who has worked with literally thousands of agents and has seen hundreds of thousands of dollars internet leads purchased, I think that it coming from him really carries a lot of weight. Second biggest thing, whenever we got into actual best practices to increase the conversion, speed to contact, using whatever software you're allowed to be able to use, texting with people, and then making sure you're following up, at least getting to that seventh plus contact, whether that's through phone, email, mail, texting, et cetera, making sure that you have those contacts. I think that we've heard that so often, but it's because a lot of people just don't do it. We just don't continue. It doesn't matter what business it is. You have a prospect. Do you continue to follow up? And I think the last one is, was when we got into conversion, I mean, having an idea that 17% conversion is just kind of outrageous. I mean, I think that actually bookends to say, okay, that's one side of the spectrum. And then the other side, if we can be in that three to 6% range, that's somewhere going to be break even. So if you're between that 6% and 17%, you're probably doing pretty well. Then the last takeaway is whenever I asked him, hey, what's one thing that we haven't talked about that you think is important? He said cost per click. And I do believe we ended up kind of sharing about how important it is to work with someone that's going to be able to help you with that. Because obviously different cost per click is important. That's why truly our partners at Direct Clicks are the best to be able to help make sure that depending on where you are, I mean, something that may work in North Alabama, it does not mean automatically it's going to work in Seattle, Washington. Yes, there are principles for sure that do work, just like there are timeless business principles. However, Knowing and understanding your market means you need to be able to have somebody that understands your market and what's working where you are, depending on the company you represent, depending on the things that you want to accomplish, the where your agency is, et cetera. And so I think that's why it's so unique. You can't necessarily be somebody else, but you can certainly learn how someone else thinks. Okay. Great book written by Craig Rochelle is Winning the War in Your Mind. It just came out over the last few months. But in there, he says, Hey, you know, stop trying to be somebody else. But you can learn how somebody else thinks. And I think that's so true in our businesses, too. You can't be somebody else because they're already taken, but you can try to get an idea about how they think around things. And so reach out to Jeff and his team at Quote Wizard if you'd like to talk to them about being able to get some leads. And as we talk direct clicks, reach out to one of our partners there. Matt and Mandy Jones do a fantastic job and their entire team. The results speak for themselves. So if this episode has helped you to kind of inspire you to say, you know what, I think I do need to going into this year, I 
by the time we're recording this and it's being released, we're right at the end of 2021. And so whether you had a great year and you're wanting to make 2020 to a better year for you, or 2021 was not the year that you really wanted, reach out to somebody at Direct Clicks and so that they can help you with your SEO campaigns and your pay-per-click campaigns. And then in addition to being able to get those leads, you gotta have somebody. You wanna be able to work with a coach that's actually gonna help develop you and especially develop your team members. And there's nobody best than Coach P. Reach out to David Peterson, go to his website, coachpconsulting.com. They are getting it done at the highest level. And so if you're ready to go from the level you are in your insurance agency and take it to the next level, there's none better than Coach P. Go to coachpconsulting.com. Make sure you mention that you heard about him on the Club Capital Leadership Podcast for 50% off your first month. Then once you're making all those sales, you got to be able to manage the money, right? You got to use that money as a lag indicator. Your financial statements are lag indicators, but you can use those to be able to make better decisions in your business. Is now the right time to hire another team member? What about hiring two team members? How much more should I be spending? Am I spending the right amount of money in marketing as a whole? What is the right range of marketing I should be spending? What about my entire payroll cost? What percentage of revenue should that be? What about business development? Where does that go? What about business meals? How, am I making as much money as I should? How can I be able to make more money? And so on and so forth. All of those kind of questions are things that will be able to be answered for you if you work with someone that is the best in the business. Reach out to club.capital today. Book your no obligation demo and let them show you why they're the best in the business. Not only the best, but they're also the biggest and largest bookkeeping CFO services for insurance agency owners in the country. It's been an awesome year for the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. We're so excited about 2022 and some of the guests we've got lined up for all of you. Grateful to you. I hope you all have a great holiday season. Until next episode, lead well.